You're listening to Very Loose Women. This is Very Loose Women, live on Resonance 104.4 FM, or in case you missed it, on podcast. So I'm Leo, and I'm very excited to welcome Antonio to the studio. Antonio mm-hmm. has produced this episode with us, and by us I mean me and Soila, mm-hmm. who is sitting across from me. It is tradition that we start with checking in on each other and sharing a celebration or frustration from the week. And let's start with Soila. So I'm going to celebrate and frustrate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm to frustrate. I like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm going to celebrate. I finally watched Dear White People on Netflix and it's amazing. Yeah. It's so funny. I think everyone should watch it. My frustration, which I wasn't going to give, but I am, is that on the way here, I was really tired and I fell. I did a little snooze on the tube and I woke up because um, I heard a noise and it was kind of like a <laughs> and it was my own noise on the tube. And then I was like, oh, my God, everyone just heard me make that noise. You snort <laughs> alarm clocked and wake myself up. Yeah. So and then thank God the I had to get off the next station well that's very good though because you could have slept past your station but thanks to your I've only ever done that once your body snort yeah it woke you up on time I mean yeah that's wonderful it wouldn't have been a disaster if I'd have missed that stop well it would have because you would have arrived more than an hour early for the show, <laughs> which is required of you as a very loose woman. I'm celebrating a new discover that I get is that the hiking boots. I mean, probably everybody knows about it, but it was a discover for me like a few weeks ago because I went on a trip and I went to do some hiking and all that. And suddenly I just saw myself like going around London like with hiking boots. Like cool. And yeah, and I just feel like these kind of people are like, I went hiking once and now I am just like wearing the whole accessorized like about it. Like, just like, yeah. yeah. I made my girlfriend buy some and she hasn't worn them once in London. Why did you make her buy some? Because we were going for, hiking? for country walks in Scotland. Right. I felt that it required hiking boots. She came with very, she actually quite con- consistently has inappropriate footwear on holidays. She's got this habit of buying shoes just before we go that she hasn't broken in and then they rub. And she couldn't go on a long walk with shoes that rub, so we had to buy some hiking boots because those are designed not to rub. Anyway, that is not my celebration or a frustration, mm. even though it sounded very much like the latter. There's something new in my life, which is that Ellie, my girlfriend's cat, has moved into my house. His name is Hank. And just last night, we introduced Hank to, I'm sure you've all heard about Alfie, who is, as you will know, the neighbor's cat who comes to sleep with me every night, but no longer because Hank does now. So Hank and Alfie... Alfie, neighbor's cat, Hank, Ellie's cat, they met. They both have some sort of ownership over the house now. They both deem it their territory. And they were like looking at each other with wide eyes, growling, hissing. And so over the next week, and I'll update you next week, obviously, we've been trying to like make them friends, but it is absolutely not working. So now Alfie doesn't come... Well, he, he so he all day long I was working from home he was like scratching at the door going meow meow and Hank because we put in this thing in the wall to make him feel comfortable in a new house and it has like the synthetic version of pheromones of his mother right. <laughs> interesting <laughs> um, he was just like completely out of it and like dozing all over the place and purring yeah. he growled a little bit but Alfie outside no access to this air vaporizer drug getting very overexcited about the loss of his um, second home so 
I am going to stop talking about the cats in Camberwell <laughs> and go into the main topic, which is fat phobia. And I'm really excited to be doing a show on this because I feel uh, we haven't discussed this enough on the show. So, Antonio, maybe you want to start. You've done research and, and you've done personal work on the issue. Can you tell us a bit about what fat phobia is and uh, what you've done? Uh, fat phobia, in fact, is not like a really fixed term. It's uh, a word that is still evolving because also it's very loaded depends on where you're coming from and also your background etc etc but in general we can just like describe it as a fear or displace of uh, fat people like in general that's the main idea and i'm also like very impressed because lately i've been discussing this with other people out of like let's say academic or activist environment and people are quite shocked about it and it did actually exist mm-hmm. there's like there's something like that yeah so i guess that we have to start to talk about it a bit more about my work i mean i had like a deeper research about it after i started my master's degree mm. and my dissertation was about that it was about uh, the fatness as a challenge to normativity i am an artist and a performer so i am also like developing different performances about this especially two weeks i'm going to be in spain like doing our performance, just rethinking about the beach as a hostile place to uh, fat people. Before we go into um, more about where you're coming from and your work, um, I wanted to gauge from everyone um, about attitudes that perhaps well-meaning people in our life um, have, have affected us, uh, particularly, I mean, obviously I'm talking about attitudes to our size and um, so maybe parents or friends. Parents and friends have had well-meaning concerns. There's an association with fat and bad. That association, I think, is self-inflicted insofar as I've been fed this thing. There's obviously a thing outside yes, parents and yes. outside of friends. Um, no, but yeah. I think I think with with that it's having that conversation and I might say I'm fat and then um, a parent might say all oh, these are ways that you can change that. It's, I find it very difficult because maybe that's not the right answer maybe mm. it's oh well you're beautiful as you are and they do say that but sometimes I'm not looking for them to say that. I'm right. looking for them to say Okay, well, together we're all going to, I don't know, quit eating sugar or we're all going to, I don't know, go on more runs or something mm-hmm. like that. And those two things also aren't answers, nor are they recommendations. I think that's the that's the influence. And also I think with friends, with friends more particularly, because th- I think they can be less forgiving sometimes. Of what? Um, um, so one of my very close friends... She does this thing where she'll come back from a trip away and then kind of be like, notice anything different and kind of show me her body. You know, she's like, look at how thin I am. And it's kind of like, oh. As a point of pride. Yeah. Yeah. So the the intention there isn't to shame you because she's proud of how she is. But then I feel that sense of shame because I've literally not changed. (laughs) There's all of these different influences. My parents, from comments that they've said, they're both fat phobic I would say I was definitely fat phobic as a kid even double checking on myself to change those attitudes that I grew up with and to make sure that I'm not judging people on their appearance which seems so basic but it does actually take uh, quite a long a long time to navigate that I'm totally the opposite of you like my family 
especially my mom's side family everyone is fat i mean and it's like everyone and doesn't matter like my whole my mom all my aunties my grandma my grandfather they've been like literally like on diet since i can remember and they're still fat i mean they, mm. they cannot really change that and but they have like they, i mean they, and they also associate this idea of like thin and beauty um for example when i was a teenager well and even today i really like like bright colors like like wearing like really really bright and glittery and shiny mm. things um i always remember my mom was approaching me and saying like oh i wish i would dare to wear that like you are so brave mm. um i i mean i guess and i'm i'm not, I'm not guess i'm sure that she was trying to say in a positive way like oh my god like i wish that i would be as brave as you are etc etc but at the end i was always remember like why i was feeling so down after she said that i was just why i feeling like really bad and yeah and then it's when yeah after i mean to me a lot of time to understand that the message that was like underneath that comment it was like oh i mean you are fat you shouldn't wear these bright orange shorts mm. i mean like why are you doing that mm. In terms of comments from strangers, and I'm not talking about advertising here, which I'm taking it as a given mm. that it is fatphobic a lot of the time, uh, as as po body positive as a lot of it tries to be. It's I would say that the undercurrent is still that um, we're not even going to bother discussing that. I would say, yeah. <laughs> so, but from from people we don't know, random people in the street, have we ever felt that anyone has been judging us on our weight or our size more precisely um, in that context? I've actually, um, I used to work in the shop when I was a manager, actually. And it was always a thing where you never, you never comment. You never, ever make a comment. And even if someone's, I don't know, bought like a massive top, there was never afterwards where the staff are like, oh, did you see that? That was a huge top. Like that doesn't happen. Mm. But I know that it's a concern that many people feel like they are going to be judged by a shop assistant afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But that isn't something in my experience and among my team mm. that never happened. Well, that's really good. That's to good. Hear. That's, that's good. A positive <laughs> yeah. statement from the show. I, you're very lucky. I mean, I guess. yeah, of course. But I mean, I had totally the opposite. Mm -hmm. uh, like the opposite experience. Like probably I don't know if it is also has to do something with that where you come from like I, i've been living till i was 23 24 in spain and i was born there so and i had totally the opposite opposite experience like i had had people like it's like like in a shop like coming to me and telling me like uh what do you want and i was like i was just checking around and it's like and the person saying like oh there's nothing in this shop for you i mean and and i mean being very openly about it and and yeah well also like people coming to me in a public space and telling me about a diet that i should follow um all these kind of experiences that i probably i i, I thought it was like something like a bit more that happened to everyone that is fine or, or at least overweight or whatever mm. And probably it's just not happy. It doesn't happen here in the UK, probably. But I mean, I, I think it, it does. And I, I especially imagine that there are people on the internet who will get a lot of abuse, mm. um, especially people who are uh, more outspoken or are actually in that body, in the like body, oh, I can't even say body it positive. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And more vocal about that online. But of course, that 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 is not an experience that I've had or, or whatever. So... I think I've been very lucky, but your experience, I think, is, is not one which is 
you're not on your own in having that had happen to you. This is something that happens to me lately. Mm. I've been followed by so many Instagram accounts about losing weight, like people who try to tell you how to lose weight. And lately I've got, seriously, in the last three weeks, mm. I got at least 15 friend request about dieting yeah and like how to i mean exercises to lose weight and things like that it's crazy i want to hear more about your analysis of fat phobia how did you get into it and how, how have you gone about it i began to be interested in, in the fat phobia or in the concept of fat phobia because i mean fat my whole life i was a fat kid i am a fat adult so when i started to look for new projects i was I started to think like, well, probably I will start to think about my body and how my body reacts and also confronts with everybody and encounter with the space, etc. Because I always thought that it's very important to research things that also affects you. Also, when I start to research and work about it, I just realized that somehow, somehow I was just like exercising my past and also my vision about my body and my appearance. The key question that I wanted to get to, which is uh, misconceptions around fatness and health. Is that something that you've come across? And what are they? Often the idea of a fat body isn't a healthy one is linked. And I've been reading more and more articles in the press saying that's a fallacy. So I was wondering where your research has led you in that area. When I started to research, I was quite shocked because I thought also was like politically incorrect what I was reading then when it was like these things of a fat body is not an unhealthy body and suddenly I was like really shocked wait wait a second like what happened with everything I've been told since mm. today's there's like a lot of misconceptions about it in general like I was when I was reading all these articles and uh, studies about unhealthy behaviors etc they were never mentioned a big body or like you know like fat body they were always mentioning people who have a low nutrition diet and, mm. a, and a minimum amount of physical exercise and summarizing and saying like oh people that follow this behavior is fat people very very risky because it's not like that and also there was something that I, I came across two or three weeks ago and it was this study that it was uh, suggesting that there has this conception, like general conception that fat people uh, suffer from different cardiovascular disease. There's like this, yeah, like this general acceptance of that truth. And this study was suggesting that probably the reason that there's like a lot of fat people who suffer from cardiovascular disease is not because of their body mass is because of the stress of being fat and, and, and society's perceptions and your own perceptions yeah. I, I don't mean you but one's own perceptions around mm -hmm. that as well yeah, yeah and in terms of encounters with the medical prof profession I had unhelpful judgments on my um, size when I was a kid and I was actually given a nutrition booklet that told me exactly how many radishes and pieces of feta cheese I had to eat each day to be able to put on weight uh, and it regimented it all very strictly so I found that incredibly unhelpful given that eat what I may do my, like radishes? my intestines wouldn't digest it I mean I kind of do they make me poo funny but um, <laughs> it's all right uh, in small quantities I guess so I was wondering if either of you had had encounters with doctors with the medical profession where you felt that your size was given undue attention rather than other issues 
I think for me, the only time was when it was actually quite recently. So I have something called polycystic ovary syndrome, which makes it more difficult for a person to lose weight if that's something that they're looking to do. This is a whole long story, but I was basically going back to the doctors because I wanted to start taking the pill because what this syndrome does is it makes your periods irregular. And I was like, I'm sick of not having a period for six months. I want to have regular periods. Mm. So I went in and I was like, blah, 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 this is basically what I want. And the doctor was like, you've got to do all of these tests, blah, 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 blah. Also, we'll give you the pill, but you need to know that your weight means that when you take the pill, you've got a higher risk of developing cancer after that. And I was like, oh, okay, um, that's a leap, but <laughs> you're a doctor, so I trust you. And then yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it oh, is. my God, now I need to lose weight, otherwise I'll get cancer. It, the, the impact that a doctor can have... is a crazy amount of stress yeah. for a person. I was just, just wanted the pill. <laughs> that's all I wanted. This idea of fat cancer. There was like these billboards around London mm. who says like Mom the second does. the second risk of la 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 was like was obesity and it was just like yeah, huge. Like obesity causes cancer or something. Who who is that helping? I know like, exactly. <laughs> if it is true, who is that helping to publicize? Yeah. <laughs> like how is that gonna go around making People who are, who are fat or who are told by the medical profession that they're obese to lose weight, to have less stress on that, and then for everyone else, for them not to shame them. The logic of it was a little bit beyond me. Mm. Well, I mean, the study is openly, is public in their website. I read it. I'm not going to say anything like <laughs> totally bad about it, but it's like very questionable about the questions about like mm. how have we have encountered like... Yeah, our our body and our science in the medical uh, with the, with the medical establishment. I guess like, well, I have plenty of stories, but for me, one of the most shocking ones it was when I was walking up surgery. Mm-hmm. So I had total anesthesia and all that. So I was after the surgery, it was the and this nurse just walked me up, and I was just really shocked because I had surgery like literally like I don't know an hour ago. She just woke me out to tell me that I have to lose weight because her son lost a lot of, yeah, a lot of killers last year and he was like super happy. And I was just like staring at her, half traumatized, half thinking like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with you? Wow. <laughs> That's very impressive. From her perspective, a commitment to her job, which is beyond reason, but also from your perspective, very scary. <laughs> I mean, totally. And also, like, I mean, I just always remember the situation of just seeing white curtains next to me, like a white ceiling, the funny smell of the hospital Mm. and this lady like very close to me telling me you have to lose weight now that you are young because when you get old it would be worse and it was like oh my god we're almost at the end of the show before i ask the final question i just wanted to say that there's this great article that came out in the huffington post this month called everything you know about obesity is wrong if you type that into google it'll come up but it goes into the intersectional nature of uh, fat phobia, how different people are affected, how it's important in the sense of poverty, uh, classism, uh, ableism and racism. And so that's and it goes into how uh, the medical profession in the United States has dealt with obesity in problematic ways. Uh, So I recommend everyone check that out. I wanted to ask about 
fat phobia but to ourselves in the past like three years i've started putting on weight very easily which is a bit of a first for me and i've been super negative initially towards myself of not being in control of what what my body's like um i need to start watching my weight i need to start uh, eating healthily and i need to start like all of these things people can tell themselves and then i stepped back and i was like one you know i'm very happy with my body i feel very comfortable that's absurd but i realized that actually what that what that was was some sort of internalized perhaps not fat phobia but like sizeism so I was wondering in terms of the reflection on yourself if you'd experienced anything like that I think just given that we've got a limited amount of time um, the only thing that I can say on that is that I noticed that I am a lot more fat phobic towards myself and that is something that I have to work through yeah I have the same feeling yeah this is like we have I mean I have to say that I am fat and that's fine. I I know that sounds cheesy, but loving oneself is a very radical action to do. I'm really sorry I didn't leave enough time for that question. <laughs> You've been listening to Very Loose Women live on Resonance 104.4 FM. You can listen on our podcast, which is acast.com forward slash Very Loose Women or Apple Podcasts, listen on our archive and subscribe as well. Uh, this episode on fat phobia was produced by Antonio Torres and myself, Leo, and also co-produced by Soy. Audio engineering was done by John and Mia at Resonance 104.4 FM. You can follow Antonio on Instagram at Anto Torres and we are at VLW Radio and we're on Facebook too.